Hey guys, welcome to the special episode of The Green Life. Now, 2023 has started on a really high note and as we talked about miracles with Dr. Siegel last week, we are now going to go into miracles happening to two people who have created a life of purpose because they listened to the voice of the Most High. They are Mia and Robbie Graham, the founders of Revelations Cafe in Tampa, Florida. They are also the producers of Revelation Cafe, the film, which just came out and I really highly suggest everybody watches it because it's so inspirational. You get to learn about the struggles that both Mia and Robbie had before they came together, what brought them together, which was nothing short of a miracle, and what is keeping their mission going, the parallel voices that really guide people to healing. I, I really found it beautiful, I found it really inspirational and I really hope that you get to experience the same high emotions and love that I felt because these two people are as genuine as it gets. They are passionate, they are in love with the Most High and they really just want to share their love with everybody that comes across their path. So without further ado, let's go into the special episode. Welcome Mia and Robbie. Hi, Mia, Roby. Welcome to the Green Life. I am so honored you made the time. How are you today? We're wonderful. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, I'm truly blessed and I'm highly flavored on the salt of the earth. Oh, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> I can actually feel that energy, so I absolutely love it. So um, a lot of people have actually started watching the documentary you just released, uh, which is Revelations Cafe, the movie. and. Um, your story is what brings the documentary to life. And I really loved the whole journey that goes from personal to then the food that can expand to others. Um, but if people haven't watched it yet, or they don't really know your story yet, should we just share it? And I know you have very two different parallel story and then that you met at a certain point uh, with the bracelet. So I love that part. Uh, so yeah, if we can just start. I mean, you're welcome to start um, either one of you. Okay, so um, yeah, uh, thank you for the for allowing us the opportunity to share uh, our story. Um, I was a stay at home mom, uh, and um, I had no career formal training or college education. Uh, so when my boys were a little older in high school, middle school, high school, I really started to. Um, pursue God in the direction of my life, uh, my purpose, my identity. Uh, as you will see in the documentary, uh, we ha had some addictions. And uh, so I had overcome those addictions and uh, was really at the place where I wanted to know who I was. What was my purpose? And so thus began my journey. And uh, uh, we do talk in detail in the documentary about um, how I discovered uh, certain aspects of, of who I was created to be and what a beautiful uh, journey that has been and continues to be. Um, and so I actually met Robbie in, uh, in an AA meeting, a chance encounter, if you will, but divine nonetheless. And uh, so tell them about yours. Well, yeah, I was, uh, when me and I met, I was homeless at the Salvation Army and uh, I was an IV drug user. I'd lost my way in, at, at, later in life at 51 years old. So for anybody who may be listening, it's you're never too old to actually to fall off uh, the earth and, you know, basically stumble and, and spiral out of control. So 
my message, I hope, is that people can understand that, you know, we always have to remember that at any given moment, we can all fall. And uh, that, praise God, he is a merciful and graceful God. And that's how I ended up meeting him is through the Salvation Army. I stood up to the song uh, on April 28, 2013 at the Salvation Army as a homeless, broken and beaded, defeated man. And I got radically transformed by the living God. Jesus Christ came into my heart and, and changed my life. And uh, that was literally, uh, it's going to be nine, 10 years coming up in, in April that that happened. And three months after that was when I was uh, allowed to go outside of the Salvation Army to an outside AA meeting, which is not a normal thing when you're not in the program for specifically Alcoholics Anonymous. I was in the program for, for narcotics. So for me to be at an AA meeting was just completely out of the ordinary and when I walked into that meeting and the Lord spoke to me, I had an audible voice in my ear and I'm not psychotic and I don't hear voices. He pointed to this one mm -hmm. and says she was the one. And that was the beginning where the bracelet got popped and all that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I it's funny how you, what you said is right. We can all fall at any time. And, um, you know, for people that understand there is a spiritual battle as well mm -hmm. as our life here. So we are constantly under the influences of both sides and it's up to us to choose and that's the test really on this planet right which side do you choose who do you trust and um such a lot of people are always are very well affected by the other side the the left side and uh, mm -hmm. they are re-enable because now we also have a lot of um I guess religion has part, partly paid a, you know, played a part. I'm not obviously uh, not talking about religion in a bad way because people that really feel the love in their hearts and find a congregation where they relate and connect, that's wonderful, that's magic. But a lot of the times what's happening is religion has been used in a way by the other side to divide people. And so people just don't feel the Holy Spirit anymore. And mm -hmm. um, And so if you don't find it within you, you know, nothing can give it to you. So I feel like the story was like this redemption story that came really from from the Holy Spirit, from, you know, through through the Most High. Like you can't really make it up. As you said, you just knew when you met. <laughs> that was it. Uh, that's that's something that, you know, short to miracle, right? I can say so this. I, well, I, I just wanted I to. Okay. So any, yeah, so we, we actually, one of the things um, that uh, God, once he brought us together, we knew our, 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 our encounter was supernatural. Mm -hmm. We knew it. And uh, we knew that God had a plan for our life. We didn't know what our, what the plan was. So we actually just were pursuing individually God. And then also as a couple, meaning friends, because we didn't want to jump into a relationship right away because we, you know, first of all, it's taboo to be in a relationship while you're in recovery. Secondly, why would a woman who is a stay-at-home mom, independent and financially stable ever think about getting in a relationship with a man who was homeless, living in the Salvation Army, three months clean and sober? That is not anybody's best advice. Mm -hmm. And so we pursued God, um, uh, like I said, together and individually. And so God started to perform miracles, signs, and wonders in our relationship. And he specifically put it on my heart to take photographs of, of um, just things that I didn't understand at the time. It was like, take a picture of this, 
take a picture of that. And I wouldn't know why am I taking a picture of this? I just knew I needed to take a picture. I didn't understand, didn't question, just was obedient. And then throughout those, the, the time of our courtship, all the way up until we eventually were married at 11 months from the you know time that we met until the time we said, I do, God literally had to move heaven and earth to get us to that point of marriage because I was so fearful, skeptical, reluctant. I knew that he was a good man. I loved him as a friend, best friend. I knew that there was there was a connect, a divine connection. You couldn't deny the divine because of the influence that God had in our life and because of the miracle signs and wonders. So God asked us to write a book. And we didn't know that all those photographs were going to foretell the story. So the photographs were a prophetic picture of what our life was going to be. And God specifically wanted me to do that because he knew if I didn't take pictures, no one would ever believe some of the things that happened. There had to be an actual documented account so that people could actually see it. Because, you know, there were so many people who saw Jesus and still didn't believe. And there will be people who will read this book, which is amazing. We had such a wonderful time writing it, but it really does give the backstory um, as to how we came to be in order to even start to begin the journey of where we are now, which is why we're sitting in front of you. Right. And so just just so you know, I'm going to pop it up again. 222 says it was always you is uh, a book that's based on the number that God can use. That was the number 222 to use over and over again. And so this book was written because of the scripture found in the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Jesus of Nazareth was accredited by miracles, signs, and wonders. So that's why this book was written specifically, and it was dedicated to our Lord and Savior. Now, here's the cool part. So if people go to revelationscafefilm.com to watch the film, and if they want to go deeper and get the all-access pass, this book, there's a PDF copy of this book that goes in that. So that way it can electronically be people all over the world can get a copy electronically right out of the gate. So this was just to let you know that that's part of the whole story behind Revelations Cat. That's this is this was the lead up to Revelations Cafe. I love this. So I have to admit, I did not know about the book. So thank you for sharing. And we'll put oh, yeah. the link in the show notes because yeah, that's brilliant. I saw actually um well you just had a summit. So before we go into the documentary per se, let's talk about the summit because it's fresh. Um just happened and is what people will get access to right about when they buy the package. So the PDF of the book and the summit, what was the summit like? And what was, you know, how did you feel about it? And how did it come together? Well, the, su the summit was, uh, it was a tremendous, um, it was a tremendous uh, undertaking to say the least, because we did film live and we actually did a really live, a really strong family, uh, a, a strong camera crew. And as God would have it, everyone that was involved were people that are from both of our pasts that came alongside us. So we had a really good production crew with three different cameras. They had great audio. We were doing, uh, you know, uh, working with Caster through John Corey, who did Forks Over Knives, Plant Pure Nation as our director. He's also a personal friend of mine from high school that we lost touch of. So that's some of our backstory that we got to tell a little bit in the summit is that this was just, you see divine fingerprints all over this story because we didn't do it, God did. We just said yes to the plan. 
So the summit went off. We had Dr. Uh, James Markham came in town. We had Jerry Parsons from a company called Communication IQ because we believe that communication is one of the number one things as Christ followers and business owners that is the most important aspect for us to get along with one another is knowing how each of us speaks and the, the life languages was something very important to us as well. So the summit went excellent. We really thought it went well. We've created approximately, and don't hold me to it, but about five hours of content um, that will be broken up into about 11 to 12 different segments. So it will be the way it'll be uh, able to be available in a, probably about two, three weeks is going to be a really finished product. But and that, all that will be on the all access pass through the revelationscafefilm.com. Fantastic. I look forward to that. Um, okay, so let's go into the uh, documentary. Well, I mean, everything is documentary, as I said, till life documented, and then into the Revelations Cafe. One interesting th thing is that you, Robbie, were um, very much into um, working out and uh, heavy lifting. So as a bodybuilder, we know um, most of the thought is that you have to get full protein from animal products, and you did not really share the vision of a vegetarian and vegan um a restaurant when Mia had the vision and um the message she got the download um how I mean why, I know why through the documentary but can you just take me a little bit through the process because even though you were still eating animal uh, animal flesh you were you got on board with the project like you actually you know embraced it so what was the transition well, in the documentary recovered, it was the fact that I actually was not on board with Mia had the vision of the of the plant based vegetarian. It was a combination of the two, um, because also first and foremost, as Christ followers, you know, it would be the same thing for us to say to someone that doesn't know the Lord that they can't come to church unless they're a believer. Mm -hmm. So that's why me, I believe, I believe this is my personal opinion that Mia, the Lord gave me a vegetarian plant based. So that way, it still opens the door for people that still eat vegetarian to come in and be able to be exposed to being plant-based. And so for me, with the heart attack, I got the the Esselstyn, Dr. Esselstyn book from her brother in Christ who sent it to me and said, Robbie, you know, if you have heart disease, this is probably the best thing. And the more I read the Esselstyn book, the more con convicted I became of the science behind it. And so at, at that moment, um, I had a dialogue with the Lord and the Lord convicted my heart. Basically, I said, you know, Lord, I've given up everything to follow you. And, and now you want me to give up meat. You want me to give up dairy. You want me to give up all the things that I really truly love. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, Robbie, what did I give up for you? And <laughs> at that moment I became plant-based. So um, I've done it out of obedience because I know it's what my body desires. It's what my body needs in order to be healthy. And not to mention, I don't think the Lord wanted me standing in front of people coming into a plant-based vegetarian cafe and then going home and eating a steak. I just don't think that was in his plan. Well, in addition to that, the heart attack really had the one-two punch because at that point when you realize your health is affected, um, it, it, it changes everything about you. And you couldn't look at him externally and say, you're going to have a heart attack right. because he was working out and he wasn't eating unhealthy. He just was eating food that was not intended for his particular body type. So, right. And, and what's really unique too, and I, and I say this humbly, but you know, is it possible that the Lord gave me this vision because it would save my life? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was created for a higher purpose and that God had much work for me to do now that I became clean and sober and I, my eyes were open to the truth of the gospel. It's very possible that he gave me this vision for this cafe because he wanted to establish his platform. This is not me and I, this is about God. And this is about what he wants us to do to what he wants us to accomplish through the platform he's given us. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. We all have a purpose on this life in this life and we have to just listen to what it is and do it. You know, it's not about us. And I think this is a problem with a lot of um, uh, people in our fields, especially in the wellness, because it's become such a big business that it became about the ego a lot of the times. And um, that takes away so much from people because when you do things through ego, you don't do necessarily what is good for others. You do what's good for you first. Um, so, you know, I think, as you say, you surrendered to the message, you surrendered to what the Mosai was saying, and it, things just flow. They happen even through the pandemic. So, you know, Mia, your vision obviously came about a year before or two years before the pandemic, right? So how long did it take to implement everything? Um, unless I'm getting the timeline wrong, but how long did it take from vision to implementation? Well, I actually got the vision in around 2017. Um, and it was, it was, but it was a couple of years before the vision ever came into fruition because we had some obedience things that we needed to take care of, which writing the book was one of those. And that's the thing with obedience. We we're not obedient because we're expecting something from it. We're obedient because we want to be obedient to our heavenly father. We, we have a reverent fear of missing the mark. And so, you know, what we, the seeds we sow today, we may never see the fruit, you know, we may not see the fruit for five, 10, 15 years, but we know that God is always working things out for good. So the cafe vision came years before it ever came into fruition. There were a lot of really intricate, also divine details, which is part of what's in the documentary with bringing my ex-husband into the scene and what an integral part he plays still to this day. We're very close. We have a very tight knit family. It truly is because of Jesus, because I know if we had the, the world's mind, this yeah. would never happen. Um, it, it truly comes from a relational aspect. And what you mentioned early about uh, the religion, you know, it's super sad to know that there are so many people who have been wounded by religion. And when God initially gave me the vision for Revelations Cafe, it really wasn't about the food. When he gave me the vision, it was not about the food. He did specifically give me the menu because only God knew the details and how he was going to orchestrate his divine plan because I couldn't see it. Um, and I still can't really see it. And I don't know if I want to see it. I think that just taking it one day at a time is probably the best um, uh, approach. Uh, but when he gave me the vision, it was truly to cultivate an atmosphere of healing and deliverance so that people could walk into the cafe um, outside of the four walls of the church and to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to love people where they're at. Because there are so many people who have been uh, wounded by religion and by hypocrisy and the misuse of God's word. And God does have a way. Don't get me wrong. We can't compromise the gospel, but he is love. God is love and he is unconditional love. And so God is really using this as a platform for us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to love people where they're at, to yeah. sit at a table, to break bread with people who are non-believers, who, uh, who don't even like Jesus, and to still find a common ground with those people and to love them. And if they choose to follow Jesus, fantastic. God knows what his plan is. And we're just 
grateful to wake up every day and to be an active participant and to know that God is changing lives through just our obedience is, I mean, that's why we live. We live to change, to be in a vessel for God to use us in whatever the capacity is. And we all know eating fruits and vegetables is the best thing for you. You know, it is the best thing for you. You can't go wrong when you eat more fruit and more vegetables, but at the end of the day, our bodies are going to waste away and our soul is eternal. So the, the eternal part of our being is what matters the most to me. And it's interesting how I do eat a vegetarian plant-based diet, um, but it, it's interesting how God used uh, my relationship and Robbie's relationship, Robbie's experience, my experience, not that we're not as passionate about each other's lane, but how he's given us both, a, a you know, that lane where Robbie can reach people because of the heart attack. And because of, of, of God transforming, he truly transformed his uh, cardiovascular, reversed his cardiovascular disease through plant-based eating oil. He did the Esselstyn diet, the oil-free plant-based and truly reversed cardiovascular disease. And for me, I can sit down and talk to people about their diet and about exercise. That's great. And I do, but I talk to people about their soul, about their eternal life. We both do, but it's just, it's, it's, it's. It's the way God has intended it, and and it can reach a broader audience for the mind body spirit connection. Yeah, absolutely. So mm -hmm. you you have been vegetarian for a long time. You mentioned in in the documentary, right? Yes, I never liked meat. I, I ate it because it was served. I didn't really have. I just didn't like it. I just did not like it. And so once I realized, I don't know why it took me so long to realize I just don't even have to eat it. Um, I just don't, I just didn't eat. I stopped eating it and I don't have a problem. I don't miss it. I love vegetables. I've always loved vegetables. So it's not hard for me to live this lifestyle. I'm not sacrificing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's not abundant. I mean, I right. really don't see how you can struggle and it. it's just so right. good. That's um, right. What I about I was going to say also just the, the summit, um, mm -hmm. Because the summit had a lot. We did a lot of interviews. Uh, Kim and Nelson, we mentioned Kim and Nelson, um, as you see them in the documentary as well. And uh, Dr. Callen, Dr. T. Colin Campbell. Uh, so the summit is going to feature some interviews that I had that were personal interviews. So that's also something I really would love for people to know that they can come out and get some really in-depth interviews with some of these luminaries in the plant-based community. And I'm going to say 98, almost all of them are faith-based. They all have a, a belief that Jesus Christ was Lord and Savior. Uh, Dr. Scott Stoll, I mean, he's one of the forerunners right now in the plant-based uh, arena. Uh, Dr. Lori Marvis, we've got uh, Dr. Jim Markham, who was my co-host, mm -hmm. our co-host in, in the actual documentary or in the summit. So there is a lot of faith implemented. In, and I kind of feel like that's maybe where you want to shift to is what are some of the some of the reasons why I can biblically line up why I eat plant-based. So if you want to go there, you just let me know what you want to oh, ask. Yeah, you, yeah I, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind at all because uh, this is something <laughs> something that I truly believe. Uh, we, you know, I, I, I'm going to just, for disclaimer, I'm not, um, I'm not a denominational Christian. Mm -hmm. I, you know, mm -hmm. I studied the Bible. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I studied the Bible. I actually uh, studied mostly a lot of other books outside the Bible that, are connected to the Hebrews, so the original Hebrews. And I I just really am on a journey to build this relationship with the Most High. And the message I always got is you can't be alive if you're eating death. I, I mentioned this at the beginning with our little chat. And, you know, it's it doesn't make sense to me. And if 
Eden was created to be all about life. How can we live this life thinking like living it with death? It just doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, a lot of people have tried to obviously go back to, to, to Genesis and talk about when before the fall, there was no death. But, you know, we are kind of, um, I guess we are here to embody what, what we were created for. And so if we want to go back to Eden, we can't live a life that is about death. That just doesn't make sense to me. So if you do have scriptures that align with that, that align with this lifestyle, please do share. I love that. I love talking about these things. Well, my, my disclaimer is that this is going to be what I call personal revelation. And mm -hmm. I, I believe it lines up with scripture, but I'm not going to say this is, I'm not going to quote specifically, but, you know, it is very clear in the Garden of Eden that, you know, it says that, you know, that they lived in harmony with the animals, that God gave us seed-bearing plants. He gave us all of the things that we needed, not only to feed the animals, but to feed us. And in harmony, there would be the cycle of, you know, the animals would eat, they'd poop, they would create more seeds, they would grow more, and the food, and it's a life cycle that was created, not from, from death, but from life. Now, I believe, and again, this is just my personal revelation, because I had a hard time, because I love meat. I, I'm a carnivore at heart. I love the way it tastes. And let's face it, because of the new scriptures in the, in the, in the Bible today, it's not a sin to eat meat. So we have to make sure we're very careful about not shaming people because they don't want, they may not want to give up what we've given up because of the sacrifice that we've been willing to make. So please hear my voice. This is not about shaming anyone, but, but logically, like you said, the garden of Eden and what the Lord did is kind of gave me a real quick run through of, I heard Adam say, I heard God say, Adam, where are you? And Adam says, we were naked. And so we hid, we were ashamed. And he said, who told you you were naked? At that moment, their eyes were open to the truth of what good and evil was. And they felt ashamed because the devil had automatically now polluted their minds to believing that they there was something wrong with them. And then God, what he had to do is he had to clothe them. And that was when death entered the garden because God had to sacrifice an animal, put clothing on them. Well, after he did that, he God can't waste anything. So then he had to make them eat the sacrifice. Now death entered their body. So this is not, again, I'm not saying that this is scripturally sound. I'm letting you know, this is the revelation I had. And where that moment happened for me is I saw, oh, so basically we were never designed to eat meat. That's how he helped me to know that. And then later he shifted my focus to the great apostle Paul. And I'm never going to say that Paul didn't eat meat. I don't know that, but I do know that Paul specifically said that if you're weak and eat only vegetables, and he repeated this in the book of Romans, I believe it's chapter 13. And then literally he says again, he says, if you eat meat and drink wine, don't do that in front of people that you may cause them to stumble. He never said, don't eat vegetables in front of people that you may cause them. So he was basically saying, if you're weak and eat only vegetables, right? So I'm thinking, okay, well, that's got to have some meaning to it. Well, then he eventually took me to 2 Corinthians 12, which is where Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh. And he asked God specifically, you know, Lord, if it's your will, take this thorn from my flesh. And he said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for in your weakness, then you are strong. And then Paul brags about being weak, and it's only through the strength of Christ that he becomes strong. So it made me kind of think, well, maybe Paul was plant-based because he talked about being weak and eating only vegetables. Well, who is he referring to, right? If he's the one writing the book. I'm wondering who he's referring to. And then he talks about eating meat and drinking wine. And not that it's a sin. He just says that those people should be careful not to do it around people who don't, for they may cause them to stumble and have to give in to their weakness.
Mm. So again, and then we know the book of Daniel is very clear. Chapter one of Daniel says that, you know, Daniel came and they said they want him to eat the king's table. And he says, if it's okay, can we just eat fruits and vegetables for 10 days and then check us against the continents of the other men? And then at that point in time, decide whether we should stay on fruits and vegetables or we need to eat the king's table. And the scriptures wrote very clearly that they looked much better. They were more vibrant. And so therefore they were like, wow, let's let them keep eating fruits and vegetables. So I'm not here to shame anyone. I don't want to tell everyone they got to stop eating meat that, you know, I'm letting you know that I've, my eyes have been opened to something that was really special to me. And since I've made my transition to plants, I can only tell you this, I have way more energy. I train uh, harder than I've ever trained. And I'm in my sixties and I feel like I'm in my forties. I feel like I've regressed mm -hmm. my, thank you so much. And then the other thing is from a spiritual perspective, my mind is clearer. I have a deeper intimate relationship because I'm being obedient to what God has created me to do. So this is just my journey and my walk. And if this, if my voice changes one person's thought process mm -hmm. and helps them to go to the next level with their health and honoring the temple and, and putting more of this towards worshiping God instead of themselves, then he's done his job through me. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. When I went plant-based, one of the things that I felt really deeply is that I was almost like clearer emotionally as well and in my mind because um, I just felt I had these feelings in me, anger, fear, that they were not mine. But I mean, I only realized that they were not mine when I just didn't have them anymore. But I hadn't changed anything other than my diet. So it's uh, it's funny how, you know, you have to really just go introspectively about these things and and then just really see what's happening. We sometimes are very disconnected. You mentioned earlier, Mia, mind, body, spirit, sometimes those things are so disconnected. People are so, they don't even know how they feel. They don't even know that they could feel better. You know, they just like, they think that having pain every day, is kind of normal, right? Uh, that when you get to 45, well, things start going downhill, you're done. It's not, it's not the way, I mean, as you, you, you don't look 60, um, Robin, and, and you, Robbie, and you, you just have this vibrancy, like your skin is fantastic. It's really, your eyes are bright. I mean, those are things that really reflect our lifestyle, I really believe. Um, so that's amazing. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I really love, and I think, you know, again, we get messages and I've, I've been getting the same and throughout the bo other books that we're reading, I get the confirmations all the time. And it's not just the feeling, actually. I, you know, I see proof, the receipts are there. So I really believe what you say is correct. Mm -hmm. uh, so thanks for sharing. Um, so back to the restaurant now. So Mia, what made you uh, reconsider? So at the beginning, it was vegetarian and vegan, uh, plant-based, but with vegetarian options. Um, what made you reconsider everything? I believe now it's fully plant-based, right? In the restaurant. No, no, it's still vegetarian. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. So okay. when God gave me the vision, he, he specifically gave me vegetarian and plant-based, okay. um, as to why I really, I don't, I don't know. I don't question God when it comes to those things. Uh, I, my guess would be, you're not going to get a lot of people to come into a vegan restaurant whereby you will get people who are open to go because it's vegetarian. And once they do come, they will start to learn more about plant-based and a lot of people have converted. So I, I, that's one of the things that I struggle with, with a lot of the certain communities of people is some of the backlash because we all start somewhere. 
And, you know, we're not, we, most of us are not born into a plant-based family. We are raised eating what is on the table and we all have a, a transitional phase in our life. And some people take it all the way. Some people stop, but regardless, we all are on different paths and in different places of our journey. So not to like Robbie was saying, not to condemn people or, you know, for what they're doing, but just to educate people on the benefits and to allow the Holy Spirit to do the rest, because this is not our job. We we can provide the the resources, the material, the science, uh, our testimony, but we can't force people to do anything. We can't force people to change. It has to be. We all know it has to be their idea. Yeah. It has to be their so idea. I'll piggyback on what Mia said. The beautiful part about this is, is our menu is one hundred yeah. percent plant based. Yeah there's the vegetarian options. So right. it's not the other way around. We're right. not a vegetarian cafe with plant-based options. 100%. We're a plant-based cafe with vegetarian op- yeah. options. And what happens most of the mm-hmm. time is you'll have people that are plant-based that are trying to help their loved ones. They want them to get help with their diet. They got type two diabetes. They got, mm-hmm. they got coronary vascular disease, uh, you know, one foot in the grave, one in a banana peel. And they're like going, listen, this is there. Here's the way. And let me just take you here so you can try mm-hmm. this. And so when they come in and I get an opportunity to sit down with them and say, and then when I feed them, let's say a just egg omelet, right? Mm-hmm. They eat this just egg omelet and they look at me and they're like, oh my, I said, I know it's not as bad as you thought right. it was. Right. And so <laughs> I said, so there are options that and again, we have real eggs, so we do cage-free. We're, we're we're very you know conscientious about the animals, so we, we use cage-free eggs. So if we make somebody an omelet, I always encourage them. Hey, you ever try one of our vegan omelets? And believe it or not, they will try it because of the suggestion. Mm-hmm. Now, if we never allowed them to come in and eat a real omelet, they would never be exposed to the to the plant-based community. They would just live outside of this, and they'd never be exposed to it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said earlier, it's really about. It's no different than any church telling someone they can't come in the building because they don't believe yet. All of our desserts are are vegan. And and as a matter of fact, I'm super excited uh, because some of our desserts were white flour, white sugar. And we we don't eat it. I don't eat like that. Right. And he he will eat like the white flour, white sugar because when I don't want to, <laughs> but he doesn't want to. Um, but we've we've changed our recipes. We have an amazing chef, uh, Lori Martin. She's in the documentary. She God certainly knew what he was doing when he brought our lives together. She is my sister. She's my soul sister. She's our partner, and uh, so she is actually making the desserts, same desserts, but we're using coconut flour oat flour, almond flour, coconut sugar. And so we're eliminating the unhealthy aspect of it. So if you want to eat a dessert, but they've always been vegan. All of our sauces are vegan. The, like like Robbie was saying, the only thing is, is we do have eggs and we do have real cheese, but it's all of our, all of our menu items are presented in a, in a plant, fully plant-based way. We also have meal plans that are oil-free plant-based where you can buy frozen meals. So um, yeah, we have a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. plant based. The brand, the brand that Lori created is called Plant Craver, and um, you know she has these frozen meals. She started basically with a small community, and now we uh, actually f- fresh freeze them and manufacture them right in the cafe. And we, have, you'd be surprised, we've got a lot of people who love those meals. Yeah, they're really convenient and very awesome. And I, and I think that's that's it, right? Like we are, we do live in a world that is very fast paced, and a lot of the excuses I hear. Um, sometimes it's, well, I don't have the time because I mean, we also have that, um, like a lot of people feel that a plant-based diet would require much more preparation because they're not used to it. 
we know it's easy. We know we can, you can really do a transition by, hey, you know what, this, maybe this recipe calls for beef, switch to some pulses and mm-hmm. just make it vegan. And um, a lot of people just don't have, don't know how to do it. We are fearful also because we've also always told that it's like, oh no, this is not going to taste good and it's expensive and it's difficult. But people want convenience. And then the other side is people don't have the time to cook. So a lot of people cook less and less and less. So these mm-hmm. options are brilliant because now you have the option to either get your product in a supermarket, which has been super processed before being frozen so that, you know, it's got a shelf life even in the freezer for a longer period of time versus what you guys do, which is freshly made into the cafe, frozen, and then available for people to take home. And it's like home cooked food, right? Yes. So that's a brilliant idea. And I really mm-hmm. hope that it expands and grows. And, and I know even um, with, you know, Plan Pure, um, Nelson and Kim were, are working on um, uh, a different line because obviously with Plan Pure, there are some items from the food that were, you know, created to facilitate people's uh, health. Um, but they came into the market a little earlier, Nelson was telling me. So there were some uh, lot, lots of lessons learned, but the new line coming in, it's a lot more approachable. So, um, you know, again, it's how do we make it easy for people? How do we make it not super expensive, but yet, you know, um, that they want to do it? Like they, they actually see the value in it and it's it tasting good as well, which is actually important, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to say, you know, um, there's a new documentary that's coming right out in the heels of our documentary. And it's Nelson and Kim's documentary from, from Food to Freedom. <laughs> and I'm excited because we had an opportunity to interview, <clears throat> excuse me, got to interview uh, Dr. Lori Marbus, who is a major staple in that particular film. So I'm excited for Kim and Nelson. And we're here to support them as well because they've always been there for us. But yeah, I hope people will watch from Food to Freedom when it comes out. Yeah, I hope so too. I I, I was given, um, I was allowed to watch it and uh, I absolutely love it. So I'm really, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm, I'm excited because all these documentaries like yours and and Nelson's, uh, they, they are really ways for people to see it a side of things that they don't think about necessarily or are exposed to. And actually it's a great segue to the next question because in the documentary, you guys show that you started a pod with um, the Plum Pure. So can we talk a little bit about that and how that really in- links to the cafe? Take yes. it away, Mia. <laughs> yes, so the pod uh, is something that we do uh, on the third Thursday of the month at 6 p.m. for now. Um, we It's the hardest thing to get to because we're so very busy, but it's the one thing once we get there and everybody starts to come in and we start to fellowship and talk about life and talk about food and it just share our stories with each other. It It's so rewarding. We're so happy that we're doing this and it's it, the, the community aspect of it and the relationships and the support mm-hmm. have been amazing. Uh, we, we do ours a little bit different. I know a lot of the other pods do potluck, but because we are in our cafe and we, we recognize that some of these people are coming from work and they don't really have the time to prepare a potluck dish. We don't want people to not come because they don't have something to bring. So we provide the snacks and, and recipes and, you know, it really is such a time of just fellowship and just getting to know each other and encouraging up, uh, each other in the walk room. We have ages ranging from 75 to 17 years old, men and women. And uh, it's been awesome. 
we also have uh, vendors mm -hmm. who participate yeah. too. They come in and give their time and bring samples mm -hmm. of their products mm -hmm. that are plant-based. So um, <clears throat> it's been a really wonderful opportunity. And I, I believe now that it's going to grow. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I believe you it's know the grow things now. that are the hardest to do or the most rewarding. It truly is one of those things that, you know, you're really tired. You're getting to the end of your day and then you've got to do one more thing. But once you get into that next thing, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm so glad. And that's how we feel about it. We just love it. Yeah, because you're doing something with purpose. That's such, yes. a, such a different part. I'm sorry. I just rescued another dog. Oh, <laughs> we have what kind of dog? We have seven here. We we rescue all of them. Um, and he, I think he's getting a little bit handsy in the kitchen. But um, <laughs> so uh, you know that's the per that's that's the difference with having a job and actually having a purpose and a and a calling. It um it does makes it makes a huge difference. <laughs> I love it. With them, he's singing. He's singing. He's singing. Real life. So, um, so what's next for for Revelations Cafe? Do you feel like you're going to expand, or this is like one one venue? We're focusing on this, and this is what we're gonna. I don't know what's your downloads, you know, in terms of that. Well, I, we don't really know exactly what is next. Uh, we we know we are in a transitional phase. We know God has an amazing plan. Um, the cafe is, is just a small part of what we believe. Um, I won't go into detail about what I believe that next thing could potentially be, but we do know there will be other cafes. I mean, we have that sense that this is something that God wants to put strategically place in, in various communities. Uh, I don't ever see it becoming a franchise because I think um, the uh, intimate aspect of who we are would would be compromised if we started to duplicate it in a way. I do I do hope and pray that there are people out there that hearts are stirring to do something like this, to come alongside of us, to partner with us, to put one in their community. Um, it's not about us. It, it's about truly being the hands and feet of Jesus. I believe there's an awakening. I believe it is with the body of Christ. That's my personal mission is the body of Christ. I believe that it's easy for people to judge um, someone like Robbie or someone like myself and, uh, you know, active addiction or, you know, uh, homeless or, you know, it's easy for people to say, wow, at least I'm not an alcoholic. At least I'm not a drug addict. At least I'm not, you know, addicted to this or addicted to that. And they're going to church every Sunday. They're doing Bible study. They're participating. They're doing all the good things, but they're gluttonous. They're, they're, they're filling their stomachs. And so we've, we've discussed the importance of plant-based eating. Intermittent fasting is a, a huge thing for us as well. Um, it just gives you that time in between just to connect with God. Um, I know we both receive clarity uh, and purpose when we are submitting our bodies and we're eating plant-based and we're, inter we're fasting in between and we're prayerful. And so I believe that God wants to do this to, to more of his people, because I think that there is a revival. I think that there is an awakening of the purpose that God has for his people. And I think people are just a little bit asleep because we all know um, when you're distracted by your appetite, you can't see, think, or you, you know, you can't see or think straight. 
But when you submit that, every aspect of that, God gives us these emotions and this need for a reason. And when we submit it all to him, he'll use every aspect of, of our of our mind, body, and spirit, every bit of it. it none of it, it will be wasted. And when you're truly living your life like that, your purpose change, your passion change, your energy changes, you become more vibrant, more excited, more joyful, and, and overall balanced which we all need and we all really truly desire and we're all seeking it somewhere. So I'll, I'll ask a question. I'll ask a question. Did, uh, did Jesus, what did, what did he call the guys, the 12 guys he surrounded? What was the name of those guys? Did he call them what disciples? Uh, apostles, disciples. Yeah. Right. So the root word of disciple is discipline. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we're disciplined in, you know, being honor, honoring God by taking care of our temple, um, I think it pleases him. Um, mm -hmm. And the results are always going to be beneficial. Like you said, clearer mind, clearer spirit. You're just you're just able to receive and to be able to be more loving. I just think everything flows together. So I'm hoping the message is one that people, as Mia said, intermittent fasting is one of the big things that God has put on my heart to do. So, you know, at the, at the end of an evening, when I finish my last meal, at say six o'clock in the evening, I go until at least 10 or maybe even sometimes noon before I have my next meal. And that intermittent fasting, and then I eat plants for eight hours a day and 16 hours a day I'm fasting. I've never been so perfectly homostatic mm -hmm. and homostasis means that, you know, you're, you're not up and down, you're, you're fluctuating heavily in weight up and down and water retention and all that. It's the best I've ever felt. And it's been really, um, I last solid two years where I've really dove deeply into the intermittent fasting. So I hope that people understand this is not about uh, a, a diet because the first three letters of diet is die. This is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And if people make a lifestyle change, then everything should be perfect. And no one would ever know I'm 75 years old. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know. Wow, but you're not, right? <laughs> I mean, this is like plant-based eating at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but in seriousness, so we do show that uh, Bev Kelly is in our documentary. Mm -hmm. She's 80 years old when she discovers plant-based <laughs> eating. And oh, now yeah, she's like right. 90, 92 or 93 and still going strong. Yeah, I was. Oh, I, it was impressive. Really impressive. <laughs> Never too late to start. And I and I truly believe watching her shift, it was because of her diet. And she exercises. I think it's the, the combination of diet, exercise, and then and for me, and I believe this with my whole heart, is if you're if you're reading the scriptures and you're staying true to what the word of God says and you're letting that be what's feeding your soul, mm -hmm. you have the perfect combination between the body, mind, and spirit. Yeah. And you know, I like what you said about intermittent fasting being a time where you're fasting from the material food, but now you can also feed you can feed the, the soul, you can feed yeah. other parts of our being, which we mm -hmm. neglect quite often. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just like we can be distracted by hunger, we can also be distracted by the, feel, the feeling of fullness. Like a lot mm -hmm. of people use food as almost like a cover up so they don't have to feel anything. Because Comfort. when you start eating a very clear, clean diet, and I mean clean, not in a diet way, but, you know, nutrition, nutritious that is something that happens. Like you actually start feeling things so raw and you have to face them and you have to acknowledge them and then you have to process them and, you know, get over the humps. And and that helps because at the end of the day, again, if we don't do the work, where are we going? We got, where are we going? You know, we're not going anywhere. We stay stuck. And mm -hmm. that's not real life worth living where you're just on a loop, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yep. And, yep. and God wants to speak to his people. Mm -hmm. But guess what? 
He wants to hear from his people too. He loves it when we crawl up in his lap and we pray to him. He hears our prayers. And it says the prayers of a righteous man and woman availeth much. So it's also our hope that more people will spend time actually talking to God and asking because we know that we have, we suffer today in this world from an identity crisis. People just don't know who they are. They're trying to be somebody they're using. They're caught up in the comparison trap. Well, I'm going to do what this person does. This person does. When God says, no, come to me and I will show you who you are in me. And once we discover our identity in Christ and we start to walk out the calling and the purpose on our life, because remember, Chantel, how many of there are you in the world right now? Only me. Exactly. <laughs> how many were before you? How many? How many Chantels were before you? Well, it depends, but one, no, not probably. <laughs> there was none, right? And there was not. There's never going to be another one like you with your DNA and fingerprints. Mm-hmm. Isn't it important for people to come alive and to, to start wanting to know who they are and to be able to fulfill the purpose for which they were created? I just think that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, it's purpose. Exactly. It's purpose. I think, um, you know, we, we should teach this in school, really, if you think yeah. about it. We should teach kids to have purpose because a lot of them are just told, what's your career going to be? This is your studies. And there is just more of like a technical approach rather than purpose. You know, what's your service on this um, journey that we call life? You know, what are you going to mm-hmm. do to others' life as well as yours? So, that's a lesson that we can definitely bring to the youngsters. Talking about youth and kids, you mentioned in the documentary your children were uh, carnivores. But um, have they seen? Have you seen a shift in them from you know looking at the journey? For example, Robbie, Robbie's journey, his problems with his heart, not nothing, nothing. We still have okay. <laughs> it's not happening yet. <laughs> But we will say that they, um, let's put it this way. They are healthy eaters. Yes. They're, they're not, they're, they're, they're more organic grass fed, uh, free range. Like they, if they're doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they, and they love, they love Jesus. And, um, we have really great intimate relationship conversations about the Lord. So, you know, um, that's the most important aspect because that's the eternal life. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important to me and I is that people discover who they are in Christ so that they have eternity. And we can always get everything. All the all the stuff can be worked out in eternity. We've got a long time to work on it. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, I, was I, I promise that. you, I will promise you this. I'll make you a promise. I promise you that if you eat plant based, super, super clean, the remainder of your life, I still promise you, you're going to close your eyes one day and you will go to be with Jesus. So. <laughs> that's the most important aspect of, you know, we honor what we're doing here and now that's important and it, and it pleases God. And that's the most important aspect of it. But when we close our eyes, we're going to step into eternity. And, and that's the most important thing for me and I. So yeah, and so. No, absolutely. I was just asking because your experience was so impactful. But, you know, everybody comes to it at their own time. But I was wondering if watching the documentary and actually seeing it like on repeat, you know, like actually having awareness of, the journey made an impact on them. But I mean, they're young and, you know, when you're young, you think you're invincible as well. So you don't really think about disease. It's a little harder for them to maybe digest the kind of information that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're like, but we are healthy. And you said they make healthier choices than the standard American diet, which is a huge, Mm -hmm. I should call it standard Western because now. Yeah. 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 Uh, living in Portugal, I've noticed a lot of people here have actually cardiovascular disease to an extent that was, that is very, intense like I never I never thought you know there would be so much in the Mediterranean area but actually it's quite prevalent so 
Mm-hmm. It's definitely a Western issue now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, you know, again, things like what you're doing with the pod, with the cafe, with the awareness sharing, uh, it's just another step forward for people to get healthier and have this temple of ours be cleaner and more mm-hmm. available to the other things that are also more important, perhaps in the long term. So, yeah, thank you. Well done. So, you know, I mean, I'm very grateful that you're doing the work you're doing. Thank you. And you as well. It looks like we have a similar mission. And so I think that together uh, we can reach the masses. I believe that. Uh, I be- Like I said, I believe that God is, is stirring in his people's hearts. And I, and I am excited to see what the future brings. Only God knows, but we're saying yes, whatever it looks like. We don't, we don't want to even think about what it looks like. We just want to wake up every day and stay surrendered yeah. and continue connecting with people like yourself and we'll be praying for you and you know the mission God has for you and hopefully we can see we can meet you in person yeah. someday <laughs> I would love that you always yeah. want to come visit and uh you know yeah absolutely and I'm sure I one thing that this podcast really has been brought a lot of joy because I feel I was feeling quite isolated here I don't speak Portuguese very well and you know it's difficult to find like-minded people Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're not from a culture especially so for us to coming here was all about starting agriculture and actually regenerative agriculture and now even the idea of doing we were doing retreats here on our property but now we're basically rescuing animals um so that's but you know i feel like this is actually what's needed right now um mm-hmm. we do retreats in other places that uh, are like-minded as well but we, we just feel like the animals here are not treated very well. The laws are not in place to look after them. So the mission became that for now. And I feel a very deep connection to nature and animals. Um, so, you know, we created this, but we, this podcast has created this community and it's, it's so amazing how I get along with everybody that I meet and, you know, it's people that people would think as celebrities and you meet them and they just have that heart to heart, you know, to share, like we're just doing now. That's like that human connection that can miss sometimes. And I love that. So this podcast has really been a blessing for me because I felt I was, I had had this deep feeling of doing it. You know, the thought in my mind was like, everybody's doing podcasts. What's the point? But I'm like, Mm -hmm. because I like to connect with people and we can always share something and, coming together. It takes a village. It really takes a village. It does. It does. Yeah, it does. Well, we're thankful for what you're doing. And and if there's anything we can do to support your mission and what God's doing in your life, we will be absolutely honored to do that. Yep. Likewise. So you said, did you say you've got seven dogs that you've rescued? Right now, yes. I mean, we rescued uh, more than that, but we found homes for most of them. We probably, up to now, we rescued 16 and we mm-hmm. found homes for most of them. Uh, we now have six, seven here, but I would say we rescued of the seven, six, because one came with us from London. We we actually adopted him there. Uh, but the rest, yeah, we all find them here. And um, they are really the sweetest beings. Like, you know, they, they're a little bit traumatized sometimes by being mistreated, but they come here and it's like a healing place. So mm-hmm. I know I'm doing the right thing because they just, you know, you just see them shine after. It's it's quite amazing. Just just so you know, too, is, you know, I I just want to let you know, have you ever heard people say that dog is man's best friend? Yeah. You've heard that, right? Yeah. Kind of funny that when you spell dog backwards, it's God. Yeah. And it's true. And here is your, oh my God. And here's Finley McGinley. This is my grand dog. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is brilliant. So for people that are watching this on YouTube, they will love this. Oh my yeah, god. He's a, he's a golden doodle and he is precious. He's five months old and just has the most special personality. We're so blessed and honored that he's here hanging out with us. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that um they have this personality that like they talk to you, you can understand. It's just brilliant. And as you said, spelled backwards, right? And yeah, it, yeah. Um, and that's the thing for me, we are responsible for them. At the end of the day. They're a gift to us. We need to be a gift to them. So I really, yeah, so this has become really a place of healing for pups. So I really hope that you can visit and uh, come and spend yes. some time. We would love that. Yeah. We would love that. Perfect. Well, mm -hmm. Thank you so, so much. And I really hope that this, uh, you know, message, the documentary, the cafe expands and keeps on going and changing lives. It was such a pleasure to interview you, to see the documentary. And I can't wait to see what you guys are doing next. Sounds good. Well, Chantel, can I pray us out? Because I'd love to pray for you real quick. Is that okay? Go ahead. Father, we just thank you for this time with Chantel. Lord, we just ask that you continue to bless her heart, bless her ministry, what she's doing, Lord, taking care of those beautiful animals, Lord. We just thank you for this time together. We hope that we brought glory and honor to your name, Lord, and that we've touched your people today, Lord, that they'll see things differently and they'll open their hearts and their minds to receiving who you are and what you've called them to do. Show them their purpose. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much. See you very, very soon. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Mia and Robbie, for coming on to the show. I really loved it. And Robbie, thank you so much for the beautiful prayer to end the episode with. It just is such a reminder to be grateful to the Most High for everything He gives us. And nothing is taken for granted. I also hope, guys, you loved the episode as much as I did and that you really got a lot out of it. Again, we didn't go into details of the story because you really should watch the documentary. So in the show notes, you can access Revelations Cafe, the film, and really get to dive into a beautiful story, a beautiful storyline that is about miracles and connecting dots and listening to that inner voice that comes from a higher power to fulfill a purpose. We should all live our life listening to a voice like that because then our life would be purposeful, would be committed to something bigger than ourselves, would be of service. So if you go into the show notes, you can also access the all access pass which gives you obviously access to the movie but also to other beautiful bonuses such as the summit that happened on January 8th to extended interviews with speakers to a plant-based guidebook which helps you with shopping tips and recipes to the book that me and Robbie um, wrote and they they shared at the beginning of the podcast and also uh, amazing cooking classes with chef King Campbell and you can also dive if you like a little bit deeper into nutrition with 20% discount to the T. Colin Campbell certificate in plant-based nutrition at eCornell. You can have so many more bonuses other than this and I really urge you to check out the link below so that you can see what's in there. It's wonderful. Okay, if you like this episode, please as always share it, rate it, help us grow so that we can really bring you what you need and what you want so that we can have fun together and really create a beautiful community. Till next time. Bye.